0: everybody, it's Mike Jeffers, Chicago Jazz Magazine, ChicagoJazz.com, and welcome to another Around Town. Today, I am excited to be joined by the great Spider Saloff. She is here. We have been threatening to actually do this for a little while, but she's got a gig coming up January 29th, Sunday, at Winters Jazz Club, 465 North McClurg Court, right there in Chicago, WintersJazzClub.com. So it seemed like the perfect time to have Spider on to talk about this gig that she's got coming up welcome to 2023 spider and thanks for we finally made it happen we're, we're we're doing a show finally
1: Meow, baby and i'm glad to be here at the beginning of this fabulous new year
0: about it huh you know i was just talking to somebody and uh last year at this time people were worried about everything closing down again it was actually a lot of things were closed down again it just feels like Brand new start, 2023 is happening, and I'm excited because you've got this gig coming up, and it's, it's, uh, I love the theme part of uh, some of the gigs that you do. You always have some themes based around it, and this one is the tales and music of Frank Sinatra, and you're going to have a quartet with you, so that's exciting as well.
1: Oh, yeah, we will be a quartet. Uh, I'll be joined by Pete Benson at the piano Mm -hmm. and Stu Miller at the bass and Eric Schneide-Schneider on yep. saxophone yep. and clarinet. Oh. And uh, it. this is the third time we've done a Frank Sinatra tribute at Winters, always in January. And uh, the show is always a little different. And it's just great to to perform all this music that is so legendary, but also put a new twist on it and tell the crazy stories about his life. So that's the most fun part.
0: You know, I I I love like you with your website, spidersailoff.com, by the way, I encourage everybody to head over there because she's got she's got blogs on there that she's written stories about and written copy and everything. It's really well done. She's got a podcast that she did for a year that's up there that you can take a listen to that she might actually restart at some point down the road. But she's telling stories, she's telling getting you inside of the music and also performing and playing stuff. So what kind of tales and the music of Frank Sinatra? You know, I mean the reason why I say this is because the show is only going to be about an hour and 15 minutes and you could probably do like 14 days of tales about Frank Sinatra before oh, you yeah. can get into the music, yeah. you know? So how do you start picking things through? I mean, this is more of a show I would assume that you put together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, a lot of uh, putting any of these shows together, there has to be a lot of editing. You have to decide what's going in, what's coming out because otherwise it'll make you crazy trying to put it together, but it's, uh, um, um, his life is so colorful but most of the focus of the show is about his past about how he got into the music industry how he got to stardom but the undercurrent is uh because i'm a woman telling the stories of frank sinatra it's a lot about his relationships with women
0: oh okay
1: a lot to tell
0: well and you you don't hear that much I mean you hear about oh, this person and that person he was with and but you don't hear the stories you know you always hear the rat pack stories you always yeah, hear the, yeah. all of those stories but you don't really get into the Ava Gardner stories or all of those other stories that there's unbelievable information that nobody really knows about so that's pretty Yeah extreme.
1: yeah so it's it's fun you know because it's so personal and also it's part of i try to connect the storyline with what song is going to come up mm-hmm. so it's sort of expressing what was happening at the time and it's it's done pretty much in a chronological format but it does skip around a bit but for the most part it's pretty chronological and it's uh it's just interesting to see the waves of you know his personality that he carried into his career like that string of recordings that he did in the 1950s, when he was in his roller coaster romance with Ava Gardner, like a, a, that only the lonely was an album he did that was all ballads.
0: Yeah, and
1: all like oh, I'm ha- I'm having a hard time. I have a broken heart. You know, so <laughs> it's it's interesting to kind of really take a peek into his life.
0: You know, I I love the twist on this because, you know, people will do a, a tribute to Sinatra and we all know what's going to happen with the tribute to Sinatra. And sometimes they'll play the entire album. I, the Chicago Jazz Orchestra with Paul Marinaro did the uh, Basie live at the Sands. And with Jeff um, Lindbergh transcribed all that. I mean, that was like, exact, oh, yeah. Justin, that was like unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. But But this type of thing, I mean, this really pulls the audience in. And you just don't hear these stories. And what always amazed me about Sinatra, at least, you know, I mean, obviously I never met him, but the stories I've heard and some of the guys that played with him and stuff, um, no matter what's going on outside of the recording studio or what's happening, when he got into the recording studio, it was like all business. He was on, he'd walk in. And it was just like, it was on. He was just on. He was dressed to the nines. He was on. It was like serious business when he was in there. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how he could compartmentalize some of the stuff that's going on in the periphery when he got into the recording studio. I mean, are you telling those stories that lead up and then he walks into the recording studio, I would assume, right? And all of a sudden he lays down a classic album.
1: Yeah, And also uh, another thing about him in the recording studio, I mean, he did some um, conducting. Uh, he conduct, He arranged and conducted... Uh, this beautiful album with Peggy Lee Mm. and he did an arrangement of If I Should Lose You for her that was just breathtaking. Uh, He he was deeper into the recording than people even realize. Yeah. Uh, He had a lot of control over it but he definitely, he was a hard worker and and a perfectionist on that level. When it came to films, one take and I'm leaving. I have to go to the bar. He really (laughs) did about films but he did care about recordings he'd take his time with that
0: yeah well and and it it just amazes me because you and I both know I mean you know we've hung out late at night at at a club and then uh you know I wasn't drinking what Sinatra was drinking I can assure you but by the time he got into a recording studio it was like as if nothing ever phased him at all and he's putting out this brilliance I mean it it was really stunning so Going through this, I mean you're you're picking out eras of his life, but there's still so much music that you can play and perform oh, yeah. around this. I mean, how do you even pinpoint the tunes to put this show together?
1: Oh, it was it was a huge pile of choices. And you yeah. just have to edit through and you have to see what works better with an audience that is going to be in this for an hour 15 minutes that is going to move it along. You want to have ballads, but not too many, because mm-hmm. it slows everything down. You want those to be precious, to to stand out in, and cr- constantly creating the mood where you're going to take this. Uh, it It is like, you know, it's the way anything that should hold your attention has to have a path to it. It needs to have ebbs and flows and it needs to have, you know, what is the pinnacle? How does the story start? How does the story end?
0: Well, and I, 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 so this is January twenty ninth. Spider Saloff Quartet, uh, <clears throat> the Tales and Music, of Frank Sinatra. At Winters Jazz Club, five thirty PM, seven thirty PM. I want to make sure that I, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell everybody Scott Stegman over there at Winters. He's doing a great job keeping he's this the baby cats going, meow,
1: baby. He's the hero of nightclub owners. He is. I, I adore him. I can't say enough good stuff about that room and about him.
0: Yeah, absolutely and and uh he's got valet parking now. I've I've heard. I haven't been over there since Oh, really? I,
1: I, I didn't know that. I do not own a car, so oh, I well.
0: It's important to the people that have been to Winters before and couldn't find parking. There is valet <laughs> parking now, That's I That's fantastic. Oh yeah. So all the information is at wintersjazzclub.com. 5:30 p.m., 7:30 p.m., January 29th. Now, you know, we're talking about putting a show together and, you know, Outside of this show, I mean, your background's immense, and, you know, we're not doing a feature interview right now, so we're not going to talk for, for two hours, which we po- absolutely could.
1: No but... one wants to hear her for two hours. <laughs> oh, no.
0: But, you know, outside of that, you're also teaching. You're doing voice lessons. I know you have voice lessons on your website. People can sign up and study with Spider. But, you know, your whole background, putting a show together like this or any other show, there's an art form to it. I mean, there really is, you know, and a lot of people just don't understand how to even put a show together, let alone if you're a vocalist and you're putting a show together, how to engage the audience. And you're, you're I've seen you live several times and you're, you know, how to engage with the audience and still perform at a high, high level, but it's entertaining. And that's really sort of part of, the importance of being a vocalist or any lead person is to actually entertain and engage with the audience. It's all
1: entertainment and and any format. I mean, I've, I've worked in the theater and uh, you know, I was, I was an actress for years. That's really my formal training. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, working as a biographer in a certain way. I mean, when, when I worked on the whole series words and music uh, with Brad Williams and Jeremy Kahn and Bill Sheldon, Uh, those were all biographies. And that's part of where my heart is. I love to tell stories and I love to tell stories about people's lives and make it cohesive with the music because that way it is a, it is a show. It's always a show. Everything you do is a show, you know, it's, you, you have to hold interest. You can't be like just stagnant.
0: Right. Right. Well, and especially in this day and age too, because you know, I mean, if you think about it, if you're the audience, you know, I'm t- I'm talking to you viewers and listeners, if you're the audience, I mean, why do you watch a television show? Because it's engaging with you. Why do you go and see uh, somebody live at the United center and there's lights, cameras and all that. It's a show they're putting on a show. They're putting on a large television show. Actually, they're yeah. you in, if you're in a jazz club and you have this intimate connection if you're the musician and you're just playing one tune after another, one tune after another, saying, thank you very much, one tune after it it doesn't engage the audience like the audience has to be engaged in 2021, 2023, the 21st century. I knew I'd get there. So.
1: <laughs> Somewhere in time. Somewhere in time. But, but you
0: know that and that that's that's the beauty of understanding how to do that. And that's you know, to wrap it all the way back around. That's the beauty of what Sinatra used to do, man. He engaged the audience. He knew how to suck them into what he the story he was telling.
1: Because they're, you know, it's really they're the main point. Like I I always tell my students, actually, uh I'll be doing some uh some special master classes in performance, uh, and it's about this subject, but you know, if the audience doesn't want to come in and be worried about you, <laughs> be <laughs> worried about oh, what if this isn't good, what if I'm bored, but they shouldn't even have to think that. Your first, as a as a, a leader, as a performer, your first concern is the audience. Mm-hmm. You're, you're taking care of them so they can relax and enjoy and chill and not think for a while, not mm-hmm. think about anything they normally think about you know it's like this is their vacation yeah uh, don't don't ruin it for them <laughs> <laughs> try not to ruin this
0: <laughs> i've seen some people ruin it before <laughs> yeah it's like a- Whose vacation are you on right now? Yeah, I know, man. My vacation just went south. I think I'm going to leave now. You know, it's like, geez. But no, I, I, you know, it, it's one of those things. And I love the fact that you're teaching as well as performing because, I mean, you're passing that along because I, I just feel like a lot of the younger musicians don't get that when they're in school. It's stuff that you can't be taught. You have to learn how to do that in person, on stage, and actually understand from somebody who really knows how to do it. How to do it. And then you have to practice it. Meaning you have to perform, you have to get out there and do stuff, but you have to practice it.
1: Oh, you have to know, you know, so you need to know your material inside and out. Yeah. So you're not that part of your brain is not working. It's just on automatic pilot. The rest of the stuff is what's going on in the room. And that's why sometimes I may change parts of the set. If I feel the audience is getting real high don't go to the ballad yet. Do something I, else. Change the vibe, but don't go to the ballad yet. They're not ready. You have to feel that and know when the time is right to lay that on and then when you bring it back up. It's it's a very um unusual art form in, in itself is learning how to control, you know, what's going on in the room. You have to have all your senses working and and if something crazy happens, go with it. Mm -hmm. if if, you know somebody falls out of their chair uh see if they're okay and then go with it
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly well it's you know it's reading the room right it's reading the room totally totally yeah I've, i've been in business meetings where i'm just like i'm watching this guy and listening to this guy talk, and i'm like Dude, read the room, man. This is not this is not going to happen now. <laughs> history, you know? I'm like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> it goes all over the place. Read the room, folks. But <laughs> especially if you're on stage performing. All right, so spidersailoff.com. I encourage everybody to go check it out. Sign up for her mailing list. Uh, she always posts all her gigs up there. But this specific one, January 29th at Winter's Jazz Club, 465 North McClure Court. I always like to tell everybody who hasn't been there, there's um illinois street here is that great no illinois Illinois and then there's the back side of the building and that's where winters is so you you can walk down you can get off at mcclurg and you walk right down the back of the building right by the right by the waterfront there it's beautiful and you can go right right yeah yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or you can come in through the front and carson's ribs is right there too fantastic spot by the way i like that And and robert's pizza that's right. Yep. Robert's Pizza. Yeah. That's a big place right on the back, too. So you've got all of those options. Uh, I encourage everybody to get tickets in advance, too, because this sells out, yeah. especially at 530 and 730 on a Sunday. It's definitely going to sell out. So be sure to get all that information. Spider, thank you so much for jumping on. It is a pleasure seeing you virtually, and I look forward to seeing you in person, actually, this year.
1: That'll be dreamy. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much, Mike. This show is fabulous and I'm going to make sure I I let all my people know to check this out.
0: Well, I appreciate it. And I know this is going to be a great success. And I look forward to talking to you more this year about all the other things you have coming up. And, of course, I look forward to seeing all of you. And thank you all for watching. Of course, all the information is on ChicagoJazz.com, Everything Chicago Jazz. And until next time, hopefully I will see you all somewhere out on the scene.